All right, what's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly, and I am very excited today to be talking to Johnny Pavlik. Uh, he's in Cary, North Carolina. He's got three pizza locations of Johnny's Pizza, Cary Apex, and Wake Forest. Four, four. One, one is one is ready to open. One is ready to. Oh, where's the? Where's that one? Okay, good. Oh, good, man. Awesome. Well, congrats. So I've got, so I've got Apex, Holly Springs, Cary, Wake Forest, and Fuquay. Okay, got it. So, basically, that store is just sitting. Brand new. Mm. Weirdest thing you've ever seen in your life. Oh, I A bet. A brand new restaurant built, ready to go. And, and just, it's sitting. just sitting, waiting. <laughs> well... People will be excited to check it out when you do open, man. I know your oh, pizza. Yeah. I'm in Charlotte, but um, I, my my dad lives in Cary, uh, and I've had your pizza, and it's phenomenal. I've had it multiple times. That. Oh, dude, I it's so good. It. And I love your. I follow you on Instagram. You do a great job with social media. But I want to get your. You've not been on this podcast before, so I'd like to get your backstory. You were just saying before we started recording, you have a had a different upbringing. So uh, tell me tell me a little bit about. How you got well, into the business? I came from a corporate family, okay. but that's first generation corporate. Both of the, my grandparents on both sides they were they were steel mill families. Okay, um, and I mean, so my parents grew up in that lifestyle, and they were kind of the first kids from their neighborhoods to go to college and you know get corporate jobs. They were kind of the golden child, you know, but. The mentality was just a very, a very blue collar, work your butt off mentality. That's how I was raised. Where were um, you raised, John? I was raised kind of all over. My parents were, both worked for IBM. Okay. So, um, which during the 80s was stood for I've been moved. So we lived in Pittsburgh. <laughs> we lived in Philadelphia. We lived in Little Rock, Arkansas. We lived in Detroit, Michigan. We lived in... Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So those got it. That was all before I was. I lived all those places before I was twelve. Oh wow! Did y'all so, settle in um, in Chapel Hill. Yes. Yeah, so I pretty much I finished in Chapel Hill, and okay. then I ended up moving back up north by myself to you know work, go to college, and a combination of those. Ended up going to the Ohio State University, and you know, but that was after some work in Philadelphia, and. So I've kind of been all over the place. It's always kind of been pizza for me. Um, I really inherited. I really inherited the worker side of my family. Um, I always related to the people that were, you know, not wearing suits in my family. Okay. I really related to the men that were, you know. I looked up to them. They were great at sports. Big guys, tough guys. Um, I never saw them sick. I never saw them, you know, for better or worse, never saw them cry, never saw them complain, never saw them. They were just stoic men. Okay. And Love I it. kind of, I kind of, you know, looked to that as, you know, who I wanted to be. <clears throat> and uh, that kind of leads me to the point, it's like, there are a lot of people, I think, that are kind of in shock, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty. Those are kind of the the kind of the the key emotions that I think people are feeling right now. Um, 
and I'm kind of, you know, you either run to the fire or you run from it. That's, mm. it's pretty simple for me. Yeah. And I'm like, what can I do to be the best I can be now? Right. Well, I can feed frontline workers. Yep. I can feed, I can feed healthcare workers. Nothing is stopping me from doing that. I have the product. I have the employees. Why am I not taking care of people who need it? Why are we not feeding elderly people whose caretakers may be in, you know, short supply? And why aren't we taking care of grocery store night stalkers? Mm. Um, first responders. So what I've really done is I've really just injected myself into the how can I help others mentality during this time. And what it's done is it's kind of... Um, it's kind of given me the opportunity to really put myself out there um, at a time when people aren't putting themselves out there. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm I'm running to the fire. I mean, that's just that's how I was kind of bred to be. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm not scared when I'm. In ERs, I'm in ERs, I'm in ICUs, I'm bringing food all over, I'm bringing food to shelters, I'm, 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 I'm in the trenches with everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, and I'm self-quarantined, my family's at home. My family's at home, my kids don't leave the house, my wife doesn't leave the house. Yep. I get them their groceries, I, I do everything for them, they don't leave. Yeah. But I'm in the basement, because I'm out, I'm out in the, I'm out in the world, and I'm doing what I've got to do for the community right now, because... In many cases, there aren't people doing that. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, it's given me an opportunity to really shine in a way where I can kind of be a, uh, a catalyst for help. And it's been, it's been contagious because people are calling me now. They're like, Johnny, how can I help? How can I help? You're obviously the man to talk to. So I've kind of become this catalyst and this kind of like middleman for a lot of help. It's like all of a sudden people are reaching out to me. They're like, I want to feed the, the UNC hospital. And, you know, so it's, 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 it's basically, I've been this catalyst for people wanting to help. So there's a lot of people who want to help. And I've kind of been the, been a person. I don't know. There's, there may be others. I'm not, I'm not so in tune with what's going on in the area. I'm busy enough myself. I'm sure there are other people doing what I'm doing, but, um, I mean, we're doing it every day. So, I mean, I've got, uh, a matter of fact, I just talked with one of my people in New York who has a fund to help healthcare workers and they just called me and they ordered a hundred pizzas for bridge the gap mission for tomorrow. So they have the funding from hedge funds and investment mm. bankers. And, you know, this is Manhattan money that just placed an order for 175 pizzas from me for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Where are I they mean, going? What's that? Where are those pizzas going to go? Those pizzas are going to the Bridge the Gap Mission, which is some people I hooked up with, Kelly, Molly. They have a mission in Raleigh, and what that does is literally they provide food to the homeless and people in poverty. Okay, Simple. good. So we've got 175 pizzas going to an office that is going to get divvied up, portioned out, and is going to literally get served that lunchtime. Tomorrow, how um, you're talking about? You're talking about a thousand people getting fed tomorrow. Uh, dude, that's phenomenal. Well, okay. 
let me ask you this. I mean, 175 pizzas going. Like, I, I mean, I'll just ask a basic basic question for you. Is that how many of your locations are participating in making all those pizzas? Just one. Just one. You can do that one. at just one. I can okay. do that out of one. Okay. Wow. I've got my my staff. Let me tell you something. My staff right now have been soldiers. I'm just the general, and they're the soldiers. Yeah. It's that simple, man. My guys have lined up, and I've never seen a synergy of employees that are appreciative of the fact they can work and provide for their families and are willing to bite the bullet for me right now. And all they say is, Johnny, we don't ask questions. Tell us what we need to do. We know you're doing the right thing. We will follow you. That's awesome, man. How inspiring is that? Tell us what we need to do. And I'm like, well, we got to come in early tomorrow. No problem we got to work seven days this week no problem we got to work seven days 14 15 hours a day no problem i've got guys that are coming i mean i got guys who haven't stopped working day in day out since this whole thing started Mm. man you know 9 a.m to 11 p.m seven days a week i'm doing the same thing matter of fact you caught me today uh i actually slept in today Uh, i don't have to do payroll till tomorrow oh nice and today it was kind of a light day. Not, not, when I say light, I don't mean light. But, I mean, it was, nothing was really required of me before 11 a.m. So I just kind of, like, fell off the grid a little bit. Oh, good, man. Well, <laughs> but, you need it. That was good. I mean, I needed it, yeah. It was, yeah. You, you, you take it where you can get it, you, you know? take it where you can. You got to, I mean, look, you got to have some little time to recharge those batteries. Um, yeah, so. exactly, man. You know, I, I, I maybe 10 years ago, I would have argued against that, but I was you know, 30, not 40. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I still have the spirit, but I mean, you know, I, I do need a little bit when I can get it. No, oh, you totally do, man. I'm 45 now. I can tell you right now, I would have argued vehemently against that 10 years ago, but I <laughs> mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what? It's nature, funny, you know, like, nature and reality youthful, catch up to that you. That youthful arrogance, that yeah. youthful arrogance has kind of been put in check mm-hmm. with a, a wife and kids and, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the. Uh, I'm not the. Uh, the Rambo I used to be. Let's put it that way. Well, I try to be. I try to be. Yeah, but you're still, uh, man. You're hustling, dude. I gotta tell you, I, like I said, I follow you on Instagram, and I always, it's very clear to me that you, uh, you're a hustler. You work hard, <laughs> and oh. I mean that in a very positive way. I mean, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a skill. I, I, I absolutely, or not a skill. It's a mindset and a mentality that I admire, and I, I love it when I see it. I can relate to it, and I think it's fantastic. And you clearly do that, and it's a, uh, it can be, you know, with the right audience, it can be very contagious. And I, I think that's what your team is getting right now when you hire the people that see that that admire that that follow your lead and you're leading by example it is something that is very inspiring and i'm sure that your team is continuing to thrive because of that effort and absolutely constant work it goes, ethic. It goes one of two ways i would say most of the people are like very inspired and it, and it yeah other other people they just think i'm crazy <laughs> and that they're like well, there's obviously there's a rhyme to the reason, though. They know there's a rhyme to the reason because they see kind of what we're doing and what other people are doing, and they're like, they know that this is obviously different. Um, I can sometimes be uh, a tough pill to chew for some of the young people that work for me. Sure. Um, 
but they they get the idea. That may change. I mean, you know, there we haven't had anything like this. So no, you no, know, people I'm, are I'm, people are probably I'm waiting for that. Yeah, I mean, people are probably just doing a lot of self reflecting right now and realizing how important having that kind of work ethic is, how important having a good foundation for your business and your personal, you know, finances are. I mean, all the things that these 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 ways of going about life that, you know, are sort of the old ways, a lot of people are reconsidering that. I mean, all that you learn from your family members that you mentioned, the tough blue-collar folks that have that strong work ethic, that that is becoming very clear right now that that's a necessary way to do things if you're going to get it's through this the easiest this, way yeah it's the easiest way i've told this i talk with staff all the time and i've had to let people go because they couldn't show up to work on time and i would tell them i said this is the easiest thing to shine at just show up early and stay late yeah. Like it's it's like it doesn't get easier. Like you, you know, I, I always relate this I always relate this back to Tim Tebow in college. He was the first person to show up and the last person to leave every day. Yeah. So skill aside, he was terrible in the NFL. He made some big plays and yeah. he had his moments. Sure. But it's like skill aside, work ethic carried the day. Yeah. At a very high level. Nobody on that team could say there's anybody who works harder than that there's any that they work harder than him nobody yeah so it's like you win automatically just by your determination of just showing up and leaving so you're already a step ahead of a lot of people who roll in five minutes late you know and i mean you know the, the last minute just just enough mentality just squeak by mentality where you know in the workforce just showing up and when the boss says, hey, you know, we need to come in for a half day on Saturday. Who's with me? First person who hands go, hands go up. Yeah. Those are the people you want. Because when it's time for promotions, they're going to say, who's that person who always raised their hand to come in and work that half day on Saturday? Right. Oh, that was Jim. Get him in here, man. We need, we need to promote somebody. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's the most, to put in that extra effort day in, day out. As something as simple as showing up to work on time or early and staying late and saying, hey, what can I do extra before I leave? Or, hey, do you need me an extra day? You know, are, are you are those little things which are so simple because it's just point A to point B, just showing up, doing your job, you know, and, and, and making it clear that you're willing to go the extra mile is the easiest thing to do at any career because there's no boss who wouldn't respond to that. You know, so you, it, it's and, and, and that's kind of the mentality. And it's, it's what's happening is the cream is rising to the top because I'm seeing my staff that are willing to do that. And they're the ones who are getting all the hours and they're the ones who are making all the money. right now. Yeah, for sure. And they're getting huge tips. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, it's a uh, minimal. That's like you said, it's easy because it's minimal extra effort, but massive uh, potential payoff. For you yeah, and it's, it, but I think it's a mentality yeah. that if you're not willing to buy into, it's very difficult to accept that mentality if that's not where you want to be. If that mentality, you know, is a hassle, then you're not, you, you have to work at that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's because it's, it, ha it, it can't be like 50%. Yeah. 
because the consistency has to be there for it to, sh- to show. You know what I'm saying? It, without, without the consistency of that mentality, then it's just kind of like spotty. It's like, well, yeah, some days he's on, some days he's off, you know? Well, so, you know, folks that you've had to let go for that reason, you, it's actually, you know, not right away, but eventually they'll realize that was that was a good thing for them because sometimes you have to learn that lesson the hard way. Um, yeah, yeah, it's sad. I mean, there are great workers, great executors, um, and um, that I've lost just because of the simple things. It's like, God, it's like you're a great employee. How? Just why can't you show up to work on time? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, dude, this is the easiest part of your of your job. You know, so well, how it's is a little off tangent, but but it's it's a mentality. It's no, a mentality I, I totally agree. That I raised with my. It's funny. Um, my grandfather <laughs> never missed a day of work. My father never missed a day of work in thirty five years at IBM. I've never missed a day of work. And <laughs> it's, just, it's 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 a mentality that I hope my sons will follow one day. Oh, it's, they will. They the, will. The character. The character that you portray to people you work with when you live that way is a go-to person you can be dependent on. And when you can be dependent on in the workforce, um, great things will happen. To you. I mean, it's, I've been dependent on in my community yeah, and um, amazing things have happened because of that. Because when they call me and they say, Hey Johnny, we've got all these people to feed. Uh, we have no resources and we've got a thousand people to feed tomorrow. And you go done. They go, well, I didn't even explain to you. It's done. Love it's done. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's done. Yeah. And they're just like, "Are you? well, you have to figure out. No, there's nothing to figure out. Where does it need to be? At what time? Done. It's done. And, you know, it's just that, it's that mentality. And what that's done is it's really helps kind of springboard me into a platform where, um, you know, I've, I've done business with the governor. Roy Cooper over the past few weeks, um, they're eating Johnny's North Carolina emergency management, bridge, bridge the gap mission, UNC hospital, Duke hospital, wake med. I mean, uh, you name it. Um, the, the revenue department, uh, EMS workers, grocery stores. I mean, you, you name it. Like they're all reaching out to me and, um, because obviously they've seen what I've kind of been doing and, um, it's not about, it's not about what they can give me. It's about what I can give them. It's not about money. It's not about money. You know, it's about people. And I just, I believe that if I invest in people that, you know, the, the money will take care of itself. I don't like talking about money too much, but, um, I was a very money driven businessman in my early years, 2004, 2005, 2006. And I really, really worked hard to squeeze those pennies and, and figure out the ways to save money here and there. And I was just, it was, it was all dollar driven business. It was very corporate kind of like everything was about the dollar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I realized it wasn't working for me. And I had one restaurant I had one restaurant for 10 years and I get, I, I sold that restaurant. I gave up on that. I said, I'm going to invest in the employees and the customers. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've opened four on my way to five restaurants. I don't worry about the dollars. I take care of the customers first, the employees second. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole and all the financial dreams have come true and I don't even worry about it. Well, I just put, I put the people first, you know, and it just, you know, 
It's unbelievable. That's a common mentality I see from successful restaurant owners, successful business people. When you when you focus on the dollars and when you focus on the bottom line, you're limiting your creativity. You're limiting your decision making. You're limiting you're limiting yourself ser- significantly when you let the dollar be the byproduct of a larger focus. The ironic thing is, like you said, you wind up with the thing that you wanted initially and couldn't get. You wind up having it, but it's it's also becomes less important anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. weird. It's like I, li- I live in a house I never thought I'd own. I have a bunch of stuff that I never thought I have, and that's great. I mean, it's just really, to me, it's just symbols of of where I've come in a way. Um, you know, it's stuff isn't as important to me now as it once was. I mean, obviously, if you have the money, you have nice stuff. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, and, you know, you got to keep the family, you know, taken care of and living in, you know, in an environment that, that's that's within your means, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I struggled to get the things I wanted at one point in my life. That was, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. And now it's kind of like the stuff doesn't matter. I would give all the stuff off, up right now if I knew I could really help somebody. Yeah. If somebody came to you right now and said, give up this car and that watch and all this stuff, give it up right now and you can save 10 lives, it'd be, it'd be out the door. Yeah, I'd be like, where do I sign? Take this. Because it, it's just, at the end of the day, it's about people. Yeah, It's about human beings. And that's, I made everything about human beings because if I, if I put all the focus and care into human beings and not into all the, the, the you know, perks of being successful, which a lot of people, you, you talk with, you, you ask some people that want to, uh, you know, accrue success. They're like, well, I'm going to buy a beach house. I'm going to go on trips. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You don't hear them say, well, I want to help a lot of people. Right. And you see all the really successful people in this country. I mean, the big names people, the Bill Gates, the Elon Musks, even the Mark Cubans. It's like these people are doing big things in communities too. They're helping people. They're trying to cure diseases. They're giving money back to people in need. I mean, it's like their their sole focus isn't making dollars. Right. They're 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 they have a humanistic side to them, and I believe that is a that is a um, product of their mentality of it not just being about making money. Anybody can just sit around and make money all day. You know, and, and, and be Scrooge McDuck, you know, swimming in their gold coins. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, there's nothing, there's nothing really, I don't think, rewarding to that, in my opinion. No, I agree. You know, and so it's like, it's about the people. Well, and so, you know. What about, uh, okay, so you've got this, I want to hear about this um, location in Fuquay Arena that's yeah. ready to roll. So what's going on there? Um, it was supposed to open a long time ago. We ran into a bunch of problems, as you would expect, building a restaurant. Every piece of bureaucracy was thrown at us, whether it's occupancy, um, the amount of power we had, um, I mean, you name it. And it's, it's been a real struggle to get it open, but I mean, and then this whole COVID-19 thing hit, and I kind of called my landlord and I just kind of laid them out the whole story. And I was just like, look, this has been a real struggle to get open. And, um, I said, I need some, you know, 
I need some goodwill on your guys' part to kind of, you know, lay off and say, hey, you know, instead of calling me every two weeks and say, hey, when are you opening, when are you opening? Like, my track record speaks for itself. You, you know I'm going to open this restaurant. <laughs> like, this isn't, you know, I'm not... I'm not dragging my feet here. There's just been a lot of issues in getting it open. And yeah. uh, it was a renovation and we had to do a lot of demo and um, we had to split up a mattress store and there were some issues with, you know, how the power was laid out, how the plumbing was laid out. There were, there were basically pitfalls every step of the way. And I've seen pitfalls in building restaurants. I mean, this is not my first rodeo, but this, this one's been interesting. And then in the final stretch you got COVID-19 comes in yeah, <laughs> and it's like, people are like, well, you need to open. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not opening and training a staff right now. Are you crazy? Yeah. No. Like, sure. Hey, welcome to Johnny's pizza. And Oh, by the way, we're wearing masks. We're wearing gloves. We're doing curbside. So you need to make sure that when you walk this way, talk this way. I mean, it's just, this is not the time to train new staff, but there will be a time soon when things are going to level out. Um, the country is going to kind of, you know, start to get back on its feet and I'll have a great pool of employees to hire from. Things will be much more smooth in terms of dine-in people. You know, I don't, I don't know what the, what the rules are going to be for dine-in, but I mean, you know, there will be some dine-in there. Obviously the takeout and delivery aspect, we're already, you know, very great at executing on. And, you know, it'll be easier to train in that, in that moment versus now. You know, it would, it would be weird to go, you know, hop on social media right now and be like, hey, you guys, we're opening next week, uh, looking for employees at Fuquay Arena. And people would kind of be like, well, like, that whole, like, I just think that that would be, a, it would be a weird time to push for an opening right now. Yeah, totally. yeah. I think <laughs> Even I'm... though I think that legally I could, I think there's like a moral piece that it's just kind of like, let's just take it easy. My landlord understands and, you know, we're just going to kind of, we're going to kind of take it easy right now. Good deal, man. Well, and yeah. then you, you've got a, do you have plans? You said for a fifth location. Yeah, that's another one. That's, you know, that one is actually a closed restaurant right now. Okay. Um, and, uh, like, like there's so many of right now. I mean, um, it's been a, uh, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting process because I'm seeing a lot of my, you know, mentors and people that I really look up to in this business and they're really struggling right now. And it's, um, sad to watch, man. It's a sad time for a lot of, are, are those mentors uh, small, local or are they? Oh, I mean, I got guys all over the country. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my mentors are, you know, countrywide, um, whether they're either pizza influencers or just very successful pizza guys with, you know, 10, 20 units. Um, I mean, I know all these people, I talk with them every day, um, or at least every week. And it's just, it's been, it's been, in, it's been very eye opening to see some of the guys that you look at as, you know, really like the Hercules of their craft, but their business wasn't really set up as a delivery, uh, takeout business. Mm. And so to watch these guys, you saw as, you know, you're, you're the people you really looked up to. They're the Michael Jordans of the pizza business. To see them kind of sitting the bench has been it's been an interesting experience because you know you call them and their their mood is different and their uh, their demeanor is different and it's just 
because there's nothing they can do. Yeah. And when you tie the arms behind a back, when you tie an entrepreneur's hands behind their back and logistically make it impossible for them to do business and thrive in their market, it's a, it's a very sad and humbling experience to see um, those guys. And I mean, you know, their hats off are to me. And, you know, I always, you know, I always tell them, you know, things will get better. And, you know, this is, this is a time, you know, the, the, the pizza business, um, got a real break this, with this thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, um, restaurants could have been closed. It's restaurants are the only, uh, parentheses business on the entire list of, um, you know, necessary essential businesses. There is no business on the essential business list that has a parentheses after it. And that is restaurants takeout and delivery only. Yeah. If they had just put restaurants, that would have been it. I mean, you know? Yeah. And so the businesses that relied heavily on takeout and delivery, like myself, were really thrown a bone for good reason. Um, I can explain this to you really quick. I mean, you know, people go to the grocery store right now. You got that? You, I'm sure you do. You know people who do, right? Yeah. Well, when you go to the grocery store, what do you do? You walk in, you touch a cart, you walk there, you're grabbing produce, you're grabbing boxes, you're walking around other people. You have your mask and your gloves on. I mean, you know, you're, you, but you're you're in a you're in a hot spot essentially of of what could be germs and bacteria. I mean, that's that's a fact, correct? Right. You can call a takeout or delivery restaurant and say, I want to do curbside or I want to do delivery. You place your order, you pay over the phone. So you're sitting at your house, you order over the phone. You call us when you get to the pizzeria. We put the food in your trunk and you drive away. Or even better yet, you call from your house, you place your order, we come to your house, we put it on your doorstep, we get back in our car, let you know your food's on the doorstep and we drive away. You have zero contact with the outside world. Zero. Yeah. Ordering food for takeout or delivery right now is the safest way to avoid any contact with people. So it makes sense that the store, that the restaurants that are really executing well on takeout and delivery are doing well right now. It sure. makes sense. Yeah. Because it's, it's the safest way to eat right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Period. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no, I mean, if, if, if somebody had nothing but a boatload of money, I'd be ordering DoorDash, Grubhub, and from my favorite, I'd be ordering every meal and I would never leave my house. You, do, you do, was, uh, do you do, do you do, I mean, your delivery is done by your team or, or do you yeah, have absolutely yeah, 100% okay. through my team. I, mean, yeah. I have the DoorDash and we, we do all our own Grubhubs. I'm grandfathered in on a in-house Grubhub system, but uh DoorDash and Uber Eats. Yeah. We don't, we don't handle those. Gotcha. All right. Um, well, look, man, this is inspiring. I appreciate the time. Um, we appreciate the opportunity to serve y'all. Uh, just love hearing your story and your positive vibe and optimism, man, and the hustle and the drive. It's an, it's phenomenal. So yeah, I tell people all the time, we're going to get through this. This is just another milestone in this country's history. We've been through far worse than this. Yeah. Um, I think that it's way more publicized as to what we're going through. And I think that people are very, 
high strung and very informed about what's going on right now but i mean if you look at the history of this country man we've we've always come back stronger smarter sure um, you know and it's you know that never diminishes lives lost but i mean this is not the first time that this country has experienced great loss and i think that you know how we how we pivot off this and how our government and the governments of the world can respond to this and you know we'll be smarter for the next time you know love it man i, think, I mean i mean I, I i don't see any other silver silver lining to uh you know the 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 tragedy that has kind of occurred other than you know how do we how do we become smarter you know it's it's it, it does injustice to the lives lost that we learn from their sacrifice and um you know provide safety for the future you know get better wiser stronger well a- amen man I-, I i think that's the mentality we have to have we can't control what's happening we can only control the way we respond to it so exactly exactly brother i appreciate the time i appreciate the conversation and if you need anything you got myself so anytime i can do anything for you just let me know you are the man thank you brother all right see you johnny take care all right bye